Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. Welcome, everyone. It's uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and this is Mike Sherrick with Bob Ponderelli, and this is Into the Gap. Hey, Bob. Good afternoon. Welcome back, man. You're off the DL. Uh, yeah. I'm still in, in danger of coughing my brains out, in which case you'll suddenly hear like a muffled sound in the back, like, yeah, and then you a know, whatever, s- yeah. pile of spew or something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Well, so. good, man. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of, it's a little bit about what the show's about today. We're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, thankfulness and gratitude. And it's funny when I was out in the hallway, you know, the guys from the mm-hmm. other show before us came out and mm-hmm. he says, well, you know, they're always interested in what we're going to talk about. Right. And uh, I said, thankfulness and gratitude. And I see, he goes, well, that's kind of cliche, isn't it? You know? And I'm like, yeah, well, it can be, but we're going to take a different look and like what actually sources thankfulness and gratitude and what is the authentic expression of that? Because I think it, a lot of times we just give it lip service mm-hmm. and don't really pay attention to it. So, Or we pick a part of our life that's easy to kind of tackle with respect to gratitude and not yeah. something that maybe puts us at risk in some way. Yeah. And maybe. not tell the truth about where we're not grateful. Right. You know? And like, what's really like- We're an ungrateful bastard. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we're going to look at that today. But before we do that, we're going to we're gonna get Bob's dive favorite in. segment, dive into documentations of existing conditions. We should right. get a theme song for that, you know? Like we Black, actually should. Like Black Honestly. Dog by Led Zeppelin I'm going to kick at myself right now for not yeah. thinking of that ahead of time, but yeah. We should get like a sponsor of like a demolition company, right? should be the sponsor of documentation of existing conditions. I just thought about that. How cool. Like, bre- bre- Okay, so anybody out there from Breakthrough Demolition, give us a we, call because we, we got a segment for you, baby. You the, know? You, is, that, is that an actual company? Oh, yeah, Breakthrough Yeah, they're in Lombard. Are they union? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, okay. Dude. Well, they, well. Yeah, why? Well, I'm just saying, you know, uh, we better be nice to them. Well, no, most construction companies in Chicago are union. Yeah. Just because of Mayor Richard Daly. Right. Thank you for him. And the whole daily clan, because right. God knows they're the bastion of democracy. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be anti-union mm-hmm. really, because I think the unions do provide something. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Uh, in fact, I'm going to, Cindy and I are going to watch uh, The Irishman tonight. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, I watched, it, I watched it the other day. Oh, you did? Was it good? I thought it was real good. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something about unions, okay? So I come from a union family. My dad was a big UAW guy. Right. But I also owned a construction company. Right? Yeah. So that's the other side of it, right? Right. My experience at the unions, especially in construction mm-hmm. in Chicago, mm-hmm. is actually overall a positive one. You know? Is there a little bit of small C corruption? Yeah, there is. Because of all the rules. It's not like I never had anyone come up to me. Well, I did have one guy from an, one union come up to mm-hmm. me and ask for money that was yeah. a, a payoff. But right. those guys were idiots. But um, most of the unions I dealt with, you know, like 150 mm-hmm. Teamsters. A laborers union, mm-hmm. a finishers union, mm-hmm. you know, they were all, they're all good guys. And the thing I got to right. say, Bob, uh, in dealing with them is these guys were competent. It's not the workers. No, no, that no. are the problem. No. Any, no. any, 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 in any level as much as, uh, it's not, uh, the workers who are a problem for any other company. Yeah. Like say, for example, you know, Google has a lot of honest, good people working sure. for them. Sure. But yet, at the you know, in the under underbelly of the company, right. you got some weird, creepy stuff going on. 
Yeah, for the most it part. It deals with censoring people like us, by the way, Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to talk and about. And controlling elections and other things that are kind of fun. That's what we're going to talk about that we're yeah. going to be grateful for. Right. right? So, so let's, let's get into your stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I, I realized uh, in looking at the news today, and I have to make sure I watch my time here, but I, I realized that in documenting existing conditions, I could be also documenting the continued attack on Western civilization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and really, it's accomplished by social radical, social engineering, uh-huh. and aided by any number of entities, all identifiable by how much money is being sunk into them. Mm-hmm. So wherever you see massive amounts of money uh-huh. pour, being poured into something, you can pretty much be Bower guaranteed. Money, baby. That's exactly right. It, so See, that's I, capitalism, I like on, though, right? Well, actually, it's not capitalism. It's it's actually fascism. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fascism is the perfect merging of state and corporate power. And okay. So, for example, the largest employer in the United States is the Department of Education and so on. So, But let me just bullet through the, uh, the yeah. fun news I got here today. Yeah. So, first one is from the Atlantic. Uh-huh. I think we can all relate to this. That's, 70- a, that's, a, that's a publication of logic and reasoning it's mostly, isn't it? It's really a leftist uh, rag. <laughs> Seventy-five percent of American families have at least one person in the family that annoys them. Duh. Not like that's a surprise. Yeah. Duh. Next one is uh, this is from Fox News. I, I think uh, I'm that person in it, my family. It, as a matter of fact, I a- know I'm that person in my family, <laughs> and I got a lot of check boxes below it as to yeah, why. Yeah. And actually, they're very documentable and yeah. have been documented. That's awesome. I said they've been documented. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, uh, Fox News is basically coming out of Fox News. This is a Japanese department store mm-hmm. is rethinking the idea of having their female workers wear badges, letting people know when they're menstruating. I saw that today. Yeah. I thought that was excellent. I, I'm wondering if they're in customer service. The question <laughs> I have is how, how long before we have men wearing badges like that? I don't know. You know, I mean, it could, yeah. it's it's coming. I'm having you know a bad day. I'm having a hard day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so out of news punches in the website, this is Walmart and Am- this is true. Now, this sounds like it's not true. Walmart and Amazon to sell children's books on de- on demonics for families who want to summon the devil. Oh, come I on. Mean, actually have a ma- come it's on. A, it's true. It's an actual book that you can buy that teaches you if you don't know how to summon the devil or you want to call demons up to act on your behalf. Oh, my God. Here's a little manual, and they're selling it to kids. Am I am I on? Can you hear me? I, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. So and then finally, and this is a this story just dovetails right into the mm-hmm. show. German Chancellor Angela Merkel address I'm so proud of myself for saying Angela, by the way. Angela, that's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Addressed the Bundestag recently or the, the Bundestag. Okay. The Bundestag. Yeah. That's like recently the Congress, right? To warn the German parliament about the dangers of free speech. Oh my gosh. She yes, said, quote, yes. we have a freedom of we have freedom of expression in our country. For all those who claim that they can no longer express their opinion, I say to them, if you express a pronounced opinion, you must live with the fact that you will be contradicted. Expressing an opinion does not come at zero cost, she said. Mm-hmm. In 2018, Germany enacted a strict ban on certain speech that elites of the day consider hateful. Under the new law, sites can be fined up to 50 million euros, around $55 million, for not promptly removing so-called hate speech from their platform. She says, You're kidding but, the, me. but freedom of expression has its limits, she said. Those limits begin where hatred is spread. They begin where the dignity of other people is violated. This house will and must oppose extreme speech. Otherwise, our society will no longer be the free society that it was. 
Let me repeat that. She's oh basically saying that they must oppose a certain speech, which who who's who's the arbiter of what's extreme? Well, exactly, who's which she's talking of what's about. Hate speech. It could be anything. This it so, could be anything. So we're getting into minority report here, right? The thought police is is becoming involved here. Well, it is totally it's totally 1984, but the, the last sentence. Otherwise, our society will no longer be the free society that it was. This is like right out of 1984. Wow, because man. she's using contradictory language for something that she just said. Again, another gift of the Barack Obama. See, Barack Obama was such a great leader for us because mm-hmm. he he actually created the whole. What she just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he created the ability to say one thing and mean the other. Right. Oh right? no, say one thing and do another. And do another. Or better yeah. yet, say one thing and do the exact opposite yeah. of what you said yeah. you would do. Which is why I voted for him in the first place mm-hmm. because that's what 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 Bush was doing. Bush yeah. Bush had was you know saying one thing and doing something yeah. totally the opposite. And then I want to call out two people that are just extraordinary. Uh, one is Paul Craig Roberts. If you haven't heard of him, I highly recommend you go to his site for some terrific reading. He's got an article on uh, World War II and the truth beginning to emerge seventy four years later. And then yeah. Corey Lynn on Corey's digs. Go there and see what kind of money is being poured into the transgender industry as an industry. It's an industry. Oh, it's a it's a total industry, and there's big, huge money involved, and it's very. Where's most of the money going? Big pharma. And I also want to mention one other thing. A video has been linked from the Department of Defense Mm -hmm. lecture that basically says that the flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. is being used to socially engineer people, and they go into the science of why. It's four minutes long. I'm going to have you listen to it. Can't do it now. Right. But before you go home, I'm not letting you. you got to watch this. It's so disturbing. Really? And the science is there. Wow. And some some honest, good person leaked this out of the room. They were obviously videoing with their cell phone of wow. this lady talking. Wow. And we're talking about a you know, Department of Defense. And the guy in the audience is asking questions of the scientist, and he's basically qualifying. She goes, yeah, that's exactly right. Wow. We believe that if we give these people the flu vaccine, we'll eliminate this behavioral thing over here. Wow. All right? So. I got my flu shot. Yeah. You know, you didn't. You got sick. I didn't. I'm, so I'm, That's because, that's why I'm still an animal. I know. That's what it is. I'm not subdued in any way, yeah. shape, or form, at yeah. least not for the exact moment. Yeah. Until I start hacking. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. So. Yeah, so, so cool. I, I can't I can't uh, let that one go on the air at this point. I don't even know what the rules would, would be for that. But yeah, it's but a we'll take a look at it. Yeah, and you brought up a good point today. There's nothing wrong with comfort. I mean, there's nothing no, wrong with it. Right, exactly. Know? There's nothing wrong like with like I live walking distance between yeah. grocery stores. Exactly. And, you know, and, and it gets very easy to be comfortable with that. Like, you yeah, know, like what I would I like to relocate somewhere where I got to drive 45 minutes or even 25 minutes mm-hmm. one way or 20 minutes one way. Mm-hmm. To a grocery store now that I've been spoiled, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I don't know. Well, I, I think what it's about, Bob, it's it's recognizing the the cost of comfort and the cost of convenience, right? Right. When and, we take on this right situation, and, there's yeah, yeah, and recognizing, you know, and it, it it's benign when you're talking about living here and I get to walk to the grocery stores and stuff like that. It's completely benign, but when it's you know, like I live in Naperville, right? And uh, Naperville's a, Naperville is like the poster child for comfort and convenience, you know, and looking good and being right, right? right. And all of a sudden, there's this big discussion. Big bedroom suburb or started out as well, a bedroom suburb. A bedroom suburb of 150,000 people. Right. Now it's a, yeah. a city. But. And, and it's, it's really interesting. There's this whole thing about racism in Naperville, you know? 
And well, because there was a mishap at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and, and uh, you know, there, some kids came in, and uh, I always think the Buffalo Wild Wings is like the gateway drug to alcoholism, right? Because you bring kids in for the wings and they leave with the beers, right? Yeah. But so <clears throat> the, this this group of basketball players comes in, right? And, and it's yeah. a, I have three or four basketball teams in a tournament, and you know, forty percent of the kids are black. Yep. And a couple of these knuckleheads at the bar are like, you know, move these kids, and they're bothering me. You know. Okay. And they tell the the waiters to yeah. have the kids relocate because right. these guys are regulars, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing comes into a whole thing about, you know, having to move because the kids were black. You know, and so this whole which is again, I, it's I it, ridiculous. Th- right? This is endemic. Yeah. To the culture now, right? You, it's like, in other words, if someone treats me a certain way, it's because I'm Italian. I have Italian. I'm Italian descent. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't you know. know. I, here's what. Here's what's come out of. How the whole do you? Thing. I don't know what happened. Define. I wasn't there, but here's what's what's happened. It's been this whole pretense that, like, and there's there's two camps. Like, Naperville's either the racist place in the world, or there's no racism. It's all misunderstood, right? And in between is the truth. And then you got these other people say, well, you know, it's, you know, you should be in my shoes because I'm Jewish and there's, you know, this prejudice against Jewish. And the thing I'm saying is we're not responsible at the core of just being responsible for everyone's got biases. Everyone has got things they like, they don't like. Everyone's got biases. And the thing is we got to be aware of them and responsible for them, Right. And to have a civil society, we got to be responsible for that kind of stuff. And dovetailing in today's subject, I would argue that we're really a bunch of ungrateful people we, if we are assuming that we uh, need to have laws to keep us from speaking our mind. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, how, the key, I would say that's the darker side of gratitude. Well, the the key to gratitude is actually first and foremost accepting what's so. Accepting the what's so condition, accepting the documentation of existing conditions, right? Right. That that's the that's the first step of gratitude, and then going being thankful for that. It's not perfect, right? You know, things don't have to be. And I think that's the problem with gratitude. You know, we talked earlier, and you you asked the question, "Am I really grateful?" And and I think the we've collapsed being grateful for something with the desire and the need for it to be perfect. You know, interesting. And when I when I look at Naperville, Naperville's got this quest for perfection, right? And I know. In what way is that now? Well, I mean, the perfect houses, the perfect lawns, the perfect oh, children, the perfect schools, the perfect right. churches, the perfect roads, the right. perfect this. Achieving some kind of ideal. Yeah, it's Pleasantville, right? <laughs> right. And and this right. isn't a bad mouth Naperville. You know, I've been there for a long, quite a while. You mm-hmm. know, um, but what I'm saying is it's. It's really for it to be responsible for the default context that exists, right? And the default context in Naperville is looking good. Well, and and again, that's a point of view. I mean, one could argue, mm-hmm. uh, and by the way, I'm not contesting the view yeah. myself, but what I just to dig a little deeper there sure. uh, and not go off into weeds because I kind of want to have you, I, I kind of want to have both of us mm-hmm. help our listeners kind of develop define or, or define with us or help us define this mm-hmm. whole idea of gratitude yeah. being a a catalyst mm-hmm. for something. Yeah. And not necessarily this thing where 
Well, like, for example, one thing is, like, somebody gets an injury, like mm-hmm. a, maybe in the military, or mm-hmm. God forbid, somebody has a disease, and they say, you know, I, I, I'm grateful for this disease that I got, or I'm grateful for this injury that I got, because it taught me these things over exactly. here. You know? And, and that's what's so, so true, Bob. So if, if the core of gratitude is being able to accept what's so. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you're only lost when you don't know where you're at, Right. Right. So you don't get lost. You're not lost because you don't know where you're going. You're not lost because mm-hmm. you don't know where you've been. You're lost because you don't know where you're at. Right. And so at the core of gratitude is understanding where you're at in the moment. What's X marks a spot, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're there and you accept it without judgment, you know. Well, and that's that's the trick. Yeah. Without complaining. Which And, and so, and listen, the people I know, so I, I've got a really good friend, right? He's in the hospital right now. Keep going. And uh, he's... Uh, Pop's choking to death over there. It's beautiful. He's hacking up a lung, but uh, but he's dealing with you know a debilitating disease, right? And yeah. I saw him yesterday, and during the week it was a really rough week for him. Okay, and I saw him yesterday. He's looking great. Oh, this is the guy. Oh, yeah. right, you mentioned. And he's yeah. dealing with Parkinson's, right? Yeah, right. And um, and he's really improved over the last three or four days. Yep. And here's this guy in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, really like. Not the best time of his life, because this guy's a really an accomplished guy, and he was incredibly grateful. And because what he did was he recalibrated his what-so condition, and this is where he was at, and he accepted it as so. And then from there, you can go forward. If you keep complaining or am irritated by what's your what-so condition, you're never, right. never going to move forward. Right. You know, it's going to be woe is yeah. me. And thus, the other gift of the Barack Obama, the Barack Obama administration yeah. is the embracing of professional victimization, right? The reason we're so stuck as a culture right now. Well, go on. This is a proposition. Go on. Yes. It's, it's not the reason, but one of many. One, one of the reasons is so yeah. many people are victimized by everything. Yeah. So they can't accept what's so. They've got to make it wrong and whine and bitch right. and complain and- well, you know, woe was me. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, there's a there's a rabbit hole there because <laughs> really because in a consumer society, yeah, uh, what's wrong with a get out of jail free card like victimization? Oh my! God. I mean, really? Because because there's no responsibility, there's no power, there's no ability to actually make a difference. It's just consumption. You know, this it's this just up, consumption. We talked exactly. Yeah. We talked about this during the week too, Mike, which is the relationship between. Um, the subject at hand right now mm-hmm. and the whole uh, idea of a transaction. We yeah. become a transactional society. Mm-hmm. We become a an obsessively transactional society. Mm-hmm. Like I was at a bakery a couple of weeks back, right? Yeah. And I didn't have my phone with me. Oh, And I suddenly was faced with, yeah. well, listen to this. And then I had to wait. I, got, I took a number. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the person next to me and I said, you know what? I said, I just realized I don't have my phone. And I'm, I'm more likely for me to talk to you right now. And they started laughing. <laughs> and I said, and I said, and who's used to waiting for anything anymore? Look at this. Right. It's like I'm in a line and I can't get immediate satisfaction. I can't get immediate gratification. You know, it's amazing. You, you didn't it's, have like a trauma support animal <laughs> to get through that, right? Yes. Fortunately, I had a kangaroo <laughs> on a leash. Your support kangaroo. Yeah, your support, support kangaroo peacock. in the bakery. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about the rest of the day is really about really the context of gratitude and where it comes from and what's required for us to be there. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. 
We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Greetings, this is Bob Ponderoli of Into the Gap, and we're really psyched to have the High PSI company sponsoring our show. High PSI was founded in 1976 and provides the industrial cleaning industry's finest pressure washers and cleaners. High PSI also carries Colson Ice Blast Technology, which is a cost-effective and environmentally responsible cleaning system that delivers a super high-quality finish. You can access their services and a competent, dedicated staff through their website at highpsi.com or just give them a call at 800-666-3900. This is Bob Pontarelli, and Into the Gap is most pleased to have Chicago Aquaponics sponsoring our show. Chicago Aquaponics provides superior quality hemp seeds, seedlings, and clones to hemp farmers everywhere. What you can count on from Chicago Aquaponics is the finest quality product imaginable and a true relationship that helps farmers succeed in producing an equally high quality product. You can find them at chicagoaquaponics.com. Join the hemp revolution at Chicago Aquaponics. Okay. Back to the show now. Here's Mike. So you, you so, were talking about... Uh, yeah, we were talking about the light and dark sides of gratitude yeah. in a sense, really. Yeah, and, and really like what source is gratitude. Right, you know? right. And uh, yeah, and, and I think at the core of it, like true gratitude, true authentic gratitude is sourced by like real, truly accepting, accepting where one's at. And, it, and that requires a level of self-awareness that I sometimes wonder if, if people engage in, you know? Well, it's funny. I, at the dark, let go to the dark side for a minute. Sure. You know, the darker side of gratitude. You're kind of dark today, dude. The dark, you're, yeah. wearing, you're wearing a black T-shirt. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the illness. Um, <laughs> the darker side of gratitude yeah. is, is, that I can see is that we too often have, you know, this blushing or this, you know, gushing of gratitude yeah. by certain parties, let's mm-hmm. say, right? And mm-hmm. then the background of their lives is really not at all related to what they're so you're talking about so, facebook <laughs> so yeah right oh wow that's a whole that's a that's rabbit a, hole i'm not going down, yeah but, yeah no i'm kidding you know. but no I, I know what you mean it but that's part of see that's the, that's the thing i'm kind of talking about that isn't really gratitude that's that whole looking good mm-hmm. and creating this false illusion i think one of the things that i'm really grateful for and it's going to sound weird but you know we've got the show Right. And and we have an opportunity to actually speak about and exercise the right of free speech. Yes. We actually have the opportunity to and we're doing it now to exercise our first amendment rights. Right. And, and we have and we still have some liberty associated with that, which I'll yeah. put in. Yeah, go yeah. please. Yeah, so, and you can see yeah. that people like Angela Merkel yeah. is not on our side on that one. Well, I mean, forget about being on our side for a second. Mm-hmm. This is a person who who is basically saying, you know what? I've come to the conclusion mm-hmm. as a human being yeah. that there could be such a thing as too much free speech. I got it. Thanks, Angela. Now go sit down and shut and up. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and, where, you know, uh, Bob, what's so great about what you just pointed to is, you know, when we first started talking, you were talking about the globalism. And I'm like, Bob, come on. Man, we live in a world. we got to do business and all this Mike, stuff. Mike, in 90 days or less, I will have you totally no, no. wrapped around the idea that this is all concoction, meaning it's way, way worse well, than just globalism. But go on. Because I'm but, a conspiracy guy. No, I understand. Yeah, and, and, and I probably never will be. But this idea yeah. of globalism. Oh, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this idea of globalism, what Angela Merkel just pointed to is exactly right. it. It's this equalization of everyone. 
Yes. Which goes against science because everything in life has an, a standard and normal distribution, right? So there's some things that are will outperform others. It's just the way it works, right? Right. And they're different sizes. We're all different. We're right. all individuals, which is, which is what freedom is about, which is about celebrating our differences and allowing for them. And what globalism is going to do is going to push us all in the middle, and anybody who's an outlier is going to become extinct. Well, it, and it's, but it's way worse than that because the proponents, yeah. and this is just how my own particular viewpoint on sure. the subject, yeah. is that the same proponents uh, for globalism mm -hmm. are generally, from my view, the same people that actually believe that the government is there of course. to help you well, every course. day or that... The pharmaceutical companies are full of people who are their only desire in life mm -hmm. is to see that your illness gets treated with the utmost of whatever. Yeah. And of course, we know from living in the world mm -hmm. and attempting to be conscious, conscious in mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. that these things are completely erroneous. But see, Bob, here, here's the gift of this. And I just want to get, you know, and I understand where you're coming from and I get it. OK. But one of the things I'm thankful for is as long as we have the First Amendment, the ability for free speech, what's going to happen, there has to be this opposition to it. And what's really coming clear is it's so clear on the, the difference, right? The, like the global agenda now has become so clear. It's so, and the socialist agenda has become so clear. Yes. So it actually is a calling forth of free speech. There's, it's yes. It's actually a demand so it's it's good for us. No, it, no, it, it's obviously it's good for us as uh, as individuals attempting to be uh, to exercise, yeah, to exercise that free speech, to express it, to ex y yes, you know, and, and yes. to express our individual sovereignty, to express our freedom, yes, you know, and and to do this. So it's actually right. a gift. So I'm going to drop to my knees and one more time thank Barack Obama for introducing socialism, globalism. And division into our culture, which he was so fantastic at, right? Well, as and he, we should point out, like Mike yeah. and I were talking earlier, yeah. everybody, uh, about you know people now blaming Trump for division in the country, and as you pointed out, no. Mike, very it, presciently, it, Trump presciently. Is, Trump is just the reflection of the division. He's not the cause of the division. Right, exactly. Listen, it, not. listen. I was in Grant Park in two thousand eight. And I was celebrating with everybody. Oprah was like 40 feet away from me. Really? Like, I thought the world Did had you feel ended. her radiant spiritual energy? I because, did. you know, she really, truly is a spiritual leader. <laughs> yeah. But no, I was there celebrating, thinking, you know, and I had this experience in my lifetime. I was, born in, I was born in the South. I was born in Nashville. I remember water fountains that said colored. Right, right, right. I remember white-only bathrooms, no, this, right? This, so, I, I mean, I lived in the Jim Crow South. So, but, but I think I, I I think my vote for Obama was a racist vote because I voted for Barack Obama without knowing the guy's background that much. Yeah, and I knew he was like involved in local politics. But did I really know the guy's background really truly? Well, I did. And did I did I really, you know, did I really could I have seen the writing on the wall as to you know, in other words. In other words, I was still in the modality a few years ago. Yeah. Me. I was still yeah. in a modality a few years ago where I'm voting for the person based on who they seemed or occurred to yeah. me as versus versus me having a responsible understanding. And I say responsible, mm -hmm. meaning responsible mm -hmm. understanding of what the hell is this guy? What's he? What's the policy here? Well, what is this person actually? Do you, do you know? And so. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, and I didn't vote for Trump being ignorant of that. Right. I saw Trump as, well, the guy actually wants to value the Constitution. Yeah. I'm game for that. He, he he actually believes that we need to like not you know be involved in, in t- foreign entanglements. Right. You know what? I'm liking that. Well, and that's, that very thing is the reason why I voted for Obama the first time, because I saw George Bush. They were doing the sleight of hand. You know, yep. they lied to the UN about weapons of mass destruction for heaven's sakes. That's right. You know, and so I'm like, listen, I'm done with those guys, and I'm left, yeah. you know, a man without a country because I was a Reagan Republican, right? You know, and, and I wasn't. At I know. The time. I know. You were like some, you know, I tea, was a total, tea drinking. I was way on the left. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I know. But you know, I was a business guy and construction guy and the whole thing. So, so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to give this guy a flyer because he's from Chicago. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't, right? Did I know he was a product of the Democratic machine? Absolutely. Did I know that his godfather was Emil Jones, one of the most corrupt guys in the history of Chicago? Absolutely. Did I know that Emil Jones, you know, sat at the foot of Richard J. Daley? Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Right. But these guys, this is Chicago, the city that works, right? Right. And I thought, I I thought maybe Obama would go into Washington and Chicago it up a little bit. Yeah. You know? It it didn't quite go that way. Yeah. I'm suddenly realizing we're grateful. What we're grateful for is to be able to go on a rant about all this stuff. But you know, it really, it, it really is a case in point of. And I hope people can see behind, like the goofing around, that like the, the commitment behind it, right? Is like really to start telling the truth about this stuff that we're not allowed to talk about, really right? Often, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you if if we were at a party and there were a bunch of you know. And I'm Chardonnay drinking and people. I, and, I'm saying, and I'm saying publicly. Yeah. And I don't and I think I'm in a large group of people in the United States. Mm-hmm. I literally voted for Barack Obama because I felt like the country needed to have a black president. I did. Well, I and thought I, and I wasn't and I, I thought it would have been a great way to bring us all together and complete and, and I actually thought, you know what's so funny, man? I like I said, I was in Grand Park Fair. And I thought racism was over. Like I no. actually thought that. Right. No, I had and, no idea. Right, I thought it was over. Yeah, and I and I used to actually believe that racism was exclusively that only white people could be racist. Oh, right, which is complete. <laughs> it's poppycock. Yeah, yeah. Thank Good you word, for right? the yeah. very pleasant. But yeah, word. I, no, I I thought I thought that I thought I, I was like I was on a hookah. Right, you know, like oh, yeah, that... and, and we're not allowed to talk yeah. about that, and we're not allowed to talk about a lot of other things. But see, what's what's really great about this is now we are. Now we have to. Well, so talk a little bit about, because we talked about this and we do this little warm-up thing before yeah. the show. We touch each other sometimes, <laughs> like on the upper parts of the body. Uh, but <laughs> talk about the, wow, I don't know why I went there. That's talk really about weird. the fear behind the gratitude thing, because it's the well, fear, right, we talked about. Well, we want to be, uh, be aware of how fear informs so much of what we do, right? Including... What we're grateful for. Yeah. Well, everything. So everything. fear, like, so there's a part of our brain called the amygdala. Mm-hmm. And when we get fearful, that triggers on. And all the amygdala is for is for us to survive. Right. So w- most of our training is developing survival skills. Right? Like you, you learned Okito. I fought MMA. Those are surviving skills. But also like well, how, to make, how to make a great presentation, how to get out of a jam, how to, right. you know, not rock the boat. How right. to ask for a raise, how to close a deal. These are all survival skills. These are not us operating at our highest and best levels, right? So when everything's informed by fear, mm-hmm. we're not actually operating at the best we can be. And we're not even in connection with what's possible to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. 
what's required is to just be understand that you're in fear and then make the choice of stepping outside of it, which is the act of courage, right? So what's the example of of courageous gratitude? Call that a new distinction we're creating well, yeah, here. Courageous, courageous gratitude. What is, does that look like? to really look at like all these things that aren't working and be thankful for them and allow for them to happen yeah. and allow for oppositional viewpoint to occur right. and to get into debate and listen for where they're coming from so we can learn. To let go of my position, but notice what's not working and inquire, right? Like I made some jokes about Barack Obama, but it's really like inquiring on what was behind that. So that's what I'm thinking is. It's, it's to be more in inquiry and have the – because that's really ultimately at the core of freedom is to be able to inquire as, to be, as opposed to being told what to happen. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back for the last segment. It's Mike and Bob, Into the Gap. Asking more questions. You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. Hey, before we get going, yeah. I want to I wanna reach out and say thanks to everybody affiliated with the show. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start with our guy, Andy. Andy Miles. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. you. Know? And then our guy, Andrew, he's on the farm in North Dakota or something this week. Yeah, so I don't something. know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's at a, like a compound or something. Yeah, and we want to say thanks to the new guy, Darian. Hey, dude. Thank you, Darian. Yeah, so uh, we don't know him yet, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get be to a, know him quickly. I'm sure we'll be a major pain in his keister over the next <laughs> few right. months. Um, Pretty much. And then I want to I want to say thanks to all the the great guests we've had, man. You know, we had Rollo. Rollo's gonna be on for the fourth time next week. Rollo Tomasi, you know? author of the Rational Mail, and uh, excellent book our, by the way, highly recommend it. Yeah, our first guest was Peter. Remember. Yeah, Peter Gatarek. Yeah, he was one of the. He was one of our first our guests. Our first sponsors and our guest. Yeah, entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. And Trisha Brooke, remember, she's our only female so guest far? so far, yep. right? We'll and have more. Trisha was awesome. And uh, and remember we had uh, Antoine Ramon, the guy from Hamilton, who talked about- uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, talked about creating the Love, uh, yeah. love Project. The Soldier of Love, man. Soldier and, of Love, And right. overcoming really uh, you know, a horrible experience in his life and actually right. use it to, for strength. My yep. buddy Linnell, Linnell Harris Linnell from Harris. WVON was on. Yep, awesome. And a great uh, interview, by the way. He was- he, Terrific voice. He's made for radio, dude. Yeah, I'm Linnell Harris, yeah. And then um, the fantasy football show, which was a complete cluster (laughs) and our highest rated show ever. Uh, Uh, That was was ridiculous. Uh, Jim Oberweiss. Jim Oberweiss is a great interview. He was a great interview. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Yannis for the the 9-11 thing. Oh, yep. Yeah, Colonel. Mm -hmm. And then we had Alan Myers, which is another- Alan Myers. That's another one that's had- Remarkably good uh, ratings, yeah. you know. Al- Alan has uh, great stuff going yeah. on. Adam Galat, remember him? Adam Galat. Adam, Adam was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then our guy now, our, our other guy other than Rollo is uh, Jason Hill. Jason Hill, I special thanks to Jason Hill yeah. for the bravery that he has, the courage that he has. Really, Jason's a bad to be mom. conservative yeah. in a university environment is today, especially yeah. is like oh my, especially gosh. to be an African American. Yeah. Gay man, right, and be a conservative yep. in a in a co- collegiate environment. Absolutely, yeah. and fantastic intellect, terrific. Yeah, I just he's awesome, I, and he's I hilarious. He's yeah, absolutely he's hilarious, funny too. Yep. And then uh, the mayor, the mayor was the mayor. That was a great show too. So mayor I want to Illinois. Say, a shout out to the mayor and his beautiful bride, 
and Richard Leja for declaring his candidacy for the third right. board all minute. That's in, right. In yeah, show. yeah. That was a nice experience. And then, uh, let's see, remember the commander? We had the commander. The commander right who <laughs> will remain anonymous and will be coming back. Uh, and we yeah. know you're listening, commander. We can look forward we to that. feel your throbbing heart. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Oh, you had to go there. <laughs> you had to go there. Right? I he's a big hearted guy. Yeah, he's got something. Yeah, there was something else. Never yeah. mind. Never mind. And then, of course, uh, Danny Mello. Danny right. Malov. Yeah. And then last week again. And that was that was a that was a great interview. And yeah. really, is he, if not, he's like the youngest person we've ever had on the show, male or female. No, no, we there were a couple guys. Danny? We had a couple guys for the fantasy football show that were like clearly millennials. That one big kid. Oh, right, the big yeah. guy. Yeah. But, but so, really yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're Which old is guys. nice because yeah. well, I mean, honestly. But yeah, I want to I want to say thanks to all the people that have been guests on our show and, yeah. and just it's it, no great. They've always been great. And Jason again was last. And week, I actually, so. actually want to thank I want to thank my wife, Cindy, my wife for my wife for everything she did to help us with the logo that we have. Yeah. Um, she really just and and Mike came up with the the the, the stock photography and Cindy just jumped on yeah. it and put this thing together and actually it's kind of grown on me. I mean, I really like it. Yeah. And. And I don't I really, like the cub colors, but I, other than that, it's well, fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I blue, think, blue. and by the way, I want to mention this, this whole idea of courage over comfort, you yeah. know, it sounds, sometimes I look at it and I think, you know, I'm navel lint, you know, like I have that experience in myself, like, yeah. you know, I'm not worthy because I haven't stuck my neck out far mm-hmm. enough uh, on the show on a lot of subject matters. However, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I don't have to be necessarily, mm-hmm. I don't have to be educated myself to profess the value of an education. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have to be a perfect, a perfect human being to be an advocate right. for, for kindness and kindness and, uh, and uh, compassion for other people. I'm going to have moments where I am not kind. I'm going to have moments where I'm not compassionate. But if I'm willing to stand for it, if mm-hmm. I'm willing to speak for it, if I'm willing to make that first step... I mean, I'm not trying to get yeah. a trophy for making the first step, but, you know, honestly, no, dude, right? You know, I, I think, you know, one of the things, one of my experience with you on the show is you're completely authentic all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I think one, of the, things, one of the things we got to get to is we got to allow for the messiness of being human. Without the fear of retribution. Yeah. Like, humans are messy creatures. Yes. They're just messy. Right. And I say that, I say That's that why there's cleaning from- people. Right? Yeah. To clean up after us because we're messy. Right. As dudes, we pee on the floor sometimes. Right. You know, I mean, we're messy. And to pretend we're not messy is BS. Right. And to own the messiness, again, the documentation of existing conditions Mm -hmm. is human beings are messy. Right. And that's, if you can get with that and begin with that. Right. And we can be contradictory and we can be afraid. We can say hurtful and harmful things. And we could be jerks sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely, both sides, and right? and and we and, and there is no way, given yeah. the subjectivity of the human experience, yeah. There's no way mm-hmm. that we can effectively clamp down on people expressing themselves. No, and we pu- can't do it. And and, it, and anybody that says we should do it, right, is going to have a problem with me and you, big time. And part of being courageous and having courage over comfort. Is if you say something that offends me, right? I don't shut down, right? I'm like, okay, right. What you said might have been off, but that's right. okay. 
Yeah. I respect your ability and right. your freedom to say it. I don't exactly. agree with it. Precisely. And then, and then we can have a dialogue. That's right. You know? But what Angela Merkel, she right. doesn't want to go there. She wants to have it all sanitized. Well, look at hate speech. You know, here's another thing, by the way. Hate I know speech. we're running out of time. But hate look, speech. hate speech laws. Hate speech laws. I know. That's Are BS. completely insane. And I was an irresponsible citizen yeah. by not having a complete, like, uh, I want to say reaction, but I'm going to pull myself mm-hmm. back, by not responding in kind to any idiot that says that we need to have hate speech for so, us. So do you know who's... That was the beginning yeah. of all where we are now. Do you know who Zerlina Maxwell is? Seven years ago or 10 yeah. years ago? Something like that. Zerlina Maxwell is? You know, she, she drives me nuts, right? And I follow her on Twitter, and she's mm-hmm. on MSNBC, and she's the head of some progressive thing, and yeah. she's really cute. Mm-hmm. But... She said something the other day that, like, this is going to change, using the big this, is going to change either by election or by force. Right? What's going to change? Well, she was speaking about something Trump said or did. or Like, she was really speaking of it. It was an anti-Trump statement. All right, okay. That's very trendy, by the way, to be anti-Trump. Oh, my God. It's like wearing black, you know? So, but the thing is, is, like, by election or by force, Mm -hmm. that's not hate speech. By force? And these are the same people who want to take our guns, and, you, and they wonder why people aren't willing to give it. Like Beto, kind of right. get it, you know? I mean, it's just, it's insane. It's just crazy. And, and you know, we have to start engaging. That's why I invited Zerlina to be on the show. I reached and out she to, didn't- uh, I haven't heard back yet. Oh, okay. I haven't heard back yet. My, my guess is I won't. Just like, you know, I haven't heard back from Lauren Underwood. Right. You know? And I haven't heard back from a couple other people on mm-hmm. that side of the fence, you know? Right. But yeah. So right. anyway, part, part, part of the part of the thing to get past for me in in having people. By the way, I want to I want to just really look at what Mike and I are are standing for on the show with respect to free speech, and ask those of you who feel you'd be a good partner with us. And not everybody is a good partner for us. There are certain groups and organizations that are not a good partner for us. Yeah. But a lot of you would be great partners with us. Yeah. And we really request that you reach out to us, whether through the show or to Bob at IntoTheGapMedia.com or Mike at IntoTheGapMedia.com. And let us know your thoughts and think about joining us. All right, we got to go. Bye, everyone. It's Mike and Bob, and this is Into the Gap. See you next week. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. (laughs) 